Hey everybody, welcome to This Week in Location-Based Marketing. On today's show, McDonald's takes aim with Rovio's Angry Birds in China, plus a whole bunch of other news. And Square finally makes its way across the border to Canada, eh? And we've got news from Gigwalk, Yelp, and Yahoo, and of course, our special guest, Ed Kazmarek, Director of Innovation and Emerging Technology at Mondelez International. Oh yeah, and I curse like a trucker. Here's the show. and welcome to this week in location-based marketing my name rob woodbridge from untether.tv and this is episode number 101 we're recording this live between asif and i on october 28th that's sunday night game four of the world series i have no idea what the score is but we are coming we're bringing you the 101st episode and i'm live from ottawa and with me as always my partner in crime over there Whatever side. Seif Khan from the Location-Based Marketing Association, still in Toronto. And I'm going to stay here because the Frankenstorm is uh, about to hit. I was supposed to go to New York uh, for the Street Fight Summit. Ain't going to happen. It's been postponed to January. But hey, we're here. 101. 101. Great. Back on number one hundred, and we're going. We're we're continuing to roll. I was going to say so. this is not this is not uh, location based marketing one hundred and one. This is in fact our one hundred and first episode. And I, you know what, what I'm doing right now is I'm actually just pulling up the score. I was just I, I had a, like a panic attack there. I think you know is this, is this hurricane going to hit Detroit and and uh, and cancel the World Series? And it's one nothing Giants after the second inning. So sweep. They must feel like my Yankees did. They must. It's like because they uh, they were they were screaming coming into this. They swept the Yankees. They dominated. Overmatched, man. They're overmatched. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you, you think? I don't know why they were favored. Detroit was, but um, you know, I um, I don't want to see the Detroit Tigers win. That's just that's just that's just the way I feel. I just I don't want to see them. I do not want to see the Detroit Tigers win. Well, welcome back, Asif. We we had uh, we had a uh, quite a successful uh, response to our 100th episode. Uh, you know what, what was very funny is that I had a lot of people come up to me and say, reach out and say, "Hey, like I've never heard of you guys before." Oh, those are the, those are the quietest first 100 episodes that I've ever seen. You know, that's what I kept on getting. <laughs> well, now that you found well, it, well, hey, you know, it just means they have a chance to experience it. You know, for the next hundred, for like like completely fresh and anew. And and you know, we've been at it for a while. Much better, We're seasoned veterans. Yeah. You know, it's it's a lot smoother than it was back in that first episode that you showed uh, a little clip. Yeah, of. a lot smoother. So. I know. You know, uh, yeah, it was it was a uh, yeah. We certainly are. We're a little bit more at ease, a little bit more relaxed. But and you know what? I, I my response, my standard response to all these guys who said that, hey, listen, I I didn't even know you did 100 episodes. It's like if you haven't watched The Sopranos yet, right? If you haven't seen The West Wing ever. I envy you because you can just go and and uh, and buy all the DVDs and all the episodes and watch them all together. You don't have to wait between episodes and seasons. Now, all you guys out there who maybe this is your second episode, there are a hundred other ones that you can go and listen to. Like I, I'm so envious. You've got basically the next you know three months of con of uh, content waiting for you. Go go listen. It's like the box set. We'll do the uh, these. This yeah, we'll, we'll we'll put out a box set soon. There oh go. my goodness! Can you imagine? Terrible. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so oh, Frankenstein. Uh, as usual, yeah. we have an absolute jam-packed uh, show again, and uh, we go around the world, uh, sort of around the world. We do. You know, we touch. Uh, we touch obviously uh, the United States. 
got a little bit of square action coming up to Canada. Uh, we've got uh, McDonald's. Like this is basically going to be, I warn you, it's going to be the McDonald's hour uh, because they are doing quite a bit when it comes to location-based marketing. You've got a little bit of, uh, obviously, a little bit of uh, Facebook news, a little bit of, uh, well, Australian company called Box, Boxed Code. Uh, we'll be talking about them. And then, of course, you've got your interview with uh, Ed Kazmarek, who's the Director of Innovation and Emerging Technology at Mondelez, which is what, Kraft? Formerly Kraft Foods. Formerly Kraft yes. Foods. Got some great funding and acquisition news involving some of the big names like Yelp and even a little company called Yahoo making a little bit of acquisition and certainly a company that we all know very well, GigWalk, raising a little bit of money and then a great resource, a whole bunch of rats and how we understand direction. Because they've deciphered direction in the brain. I mean, this is that's what you get in an episode of This Week in Location-Based Marketing. It's insane around the world. And we're going to actually challenge your thinking process, which is awesome. <laughs> Before we do that, though, uh, so uh, Street Fight Mag, uh, um, the Street Fight Summit has been canceled. For those of you who don't know, if you are traveling out there, if you're on a plane or a bus or a train or in a car heading there, turn yourself around, head home because it is not happening. And neither is M for Mobile, the um, uh, Walt Walt Mossberg's uh, um, conference that was supposed to start actually on the 29th and go 29th and 30th. All everything pretty much in, in New York has been canceled. Yeah. Yeah, so just don't go. Just I mean, don't just, go. If you're in New York, stay in. And if you're planning on going there, stay home because uh, it's not worth it. There is. Uh, but if you were going to Street Fight, um, you know, uh, it has been rescheduled. It's not It's it's not completely uh, a wash, but it's been rescheduled to January. And it will now be January 15th and 16th uh, at the same location and as many of the same speakers and agenda as possible. So, That's okay. There you New go. York in January. Not quite as nice as New York in the fall, but uh, New York in January. It's should have done it in Barbados. I would have been there. All right. So uh, is there anything that you are heading off to Singapore at the end of this week to uh, basically oversee the launch of the LBMA Singapore uh, edition? Yes, yes. So we, uh, you know, I'm heading out Friday. It's uh, it's a two day trip, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So we launch officially on on Monday uh, in Singapore uh, on the fifth, and uh, yeah, with uh, with great fanfare and support from the local community, we're jo- doing it jointly with uh, Mobile Monday Singapore, which is why it's on Monday, along with the IDA, which is the Economic Development Arm of the Singapore Government, um, and uh, you know. Uh, bunch of uh, great companies, Wi-Fi, Use, uh, you know, some companies we've talked about on this show before, uh, you know, all, uh, all getting behind us, and uh, I think we're going to have a, gr- a great turnout. That's great. You're there for how long, Asif? A week? I'm there for the week, and then I'm uh, off to London, actually, uh, on the way back uh, to Toronto, uh, stopping into London and uh, doing another show there uh, called the Local Social Summit. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that'll be a bunch of uh, a bunch of the European community gathering as well. So, and the other thing too, I want to say um, uh, to those of you who listen to this and are in the European market, uh, we have uh, starting this this coming week. Uh, this show will be also available on uh, GPSBusinessNews.com, which is uh, based in Paris. And uh, so they'll start carrying this, and um, you know that uh, will hopefully open it up to to a bigger market there. So I want to thank uh, Ludovic uh, Privé for uh, for uh, doing that for us and uh, and bringing it to to 
uh, to their audience as well. Yeah, we're pretty excited about that. And if you, uh, you know, you're out there, you're running a site, you want some content, we do. I mean, we'll syndicate this. We'll we'll host the video for you, and and all you have to do is just throw it up on your website. It gives people an opportunity to get a little bit more knowledge. And uh, yeah, we'd implore you reach out on tether@gmail.com, and I will provide you the code for the content. It is by appointment only, so please reach out that way. Throughout this whole trip, though, we guarantee that we will bring you episode number 102 from the road. I think it means that I have to stay up late or you have to get up early or something like that. Something like that. But 12 hour time. Yeah, you know what? It could be interesting. I'll do it in my pajamas or you do it in your pajamas. One of the two things. I I mean, we are, we're okay with this, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but it is it is a pack show uh, that that we're going to be talking about, and we've got some great announcements that are going to be coming up in the next couple of weeks about what we're doing with this week in location based marketing. Uh, inc- it includes uh, some sponsorship activity. Uh, we're bringing on some new sponsors as well as uh, uh, you know a, a a focus area. So we're we're really keen on this. And so just stay tuned. That's a teaser. Stay tuned. I think you'll you'll like where we're going with this thing. But in the meantime, let's get through with the show because there is probably about ten hours worth of content here, and we know that you don't have that much time. So. You, the listener, the final listener. We're going to dive into our top five stories. What do you say, Asif? Let's do it. All right. Our first story. This is, would you consider this an exclusive? Would you consider this, you know, this is firsthand information. This is a company that we've covered before called Lava Hound, uh, getting involved with Adidas and the upcoming New York City Marathon. Is that marathon still going to go on? Do, do they... Well, the marathon is is not this it's week. The it's, week. It's the, the yeah, following okay. week. So it's a week out from now. So, yeah, I, I would assume it's going to go on. What is likely to be threatened is all of the uh, sort of the promotion activities and and the you know sort of charity runs and all the other stuff that happens this week to uh, you know psych everybody up for the marathon. So Perfect. so that's unfortunate, uh, including the uh, what we're about to talk about now. I think will be somewhat affected uh, by this. So yeah, Lava Hound, a company we talked about a while ago uh, out of uh, Philadelphia area, um, a guy named. Uh, um, <coughs> Oliva, uh, who runs this company, and I've talked to him a, a few times uh, over a little while. And uh, so what they've done is, is they used to, you know, do some stuff that was kind of, you know, uh, scavenger hunting and running around theme parks and uh, kind of bookmarking experiences and and really good stuff. And and we, I, I remember we were positive on that uh, back then, uh, but they found a sort of a new niche here in uh, in partnering with uh, with some big brands, and uh, in particular they partner with Adidas. Um, in New York City to create a scavenger hunt in Central Park that is centered around uh, the New York Marathon. And so, the, uh, and also in partnership with uh, local uh, uh, running uh, shoe retailer, uh, retail outlets. So in particular, they've, they've basically put a bunch of locations throughout the park that you have to go to. And you, using this app, you go and you collect, um, uh, you know, these, uh, these rewards, uh, each one is worth a dollar. Uh, if you collect 20 of them, uh, you have $20 worth of credit, and you can go and spend that at uh, Urban Athletics, uh, which is a store at 92nd and Madison, um, and uh, and basically uh, use that towards the purchase of an, an, an Adidas running shoes. So kind of interesting, kind of cool, you know, great fit-in theme with uh, obviously the marathon happening uh, a week later. So so this runs from Monday. Um, as in the, the 29th, uh, tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Monday, tomorrow, uh, we're on the 28th tonight doing this, but runs uh, throughout the week to the second. So. Well, it's pretty cool. So if you're interested in a little bit more information, I, I, I couldn't find any information about it, but if you go to lavahound.com and, and keep an eye out there, and I just briefly threw up the, uh, the graphic that we've, we've, uh, they've, they provided us, which is, which is pretty cool. So basically it's Manhattan with a uh, big, uh, outline of a shoe. Join the hunt. 
pretty cool. So that's Lava Hound and, and a shoe layered on top of Central Park. Yeah, yes, know. exactly. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and uh, and you know I'll, I'll pull it back up for those of you who are listening. You know you're missing so much here. Not only our video, but you're missing also this uh, this display. And and if you see it, you look at it, and it actually has a, a little iPhone there as well, or a little smartphone right next to the shoe. Um, but that's that's because that's location, right? That's why we we talk about it. So Lava Hound. All right. LavaHound.com. Uh, Very cool. Very cool. Anyways, that's what I think. All right, second story. This is a uh, big one for us Canadians. We, the Canadian folk, eh? Up there in the, in the Great Way North? something I've been begging for for a while. I mean, I, I can't believe it's taken this long. I've been after these guys forever. Um, you know, as you know, we've talked so many times about, you know, we run events. The LVMA has local chapters. We run events. I'd love to use Square to process payment at those events. Haven't been able to do it up here um, uh, until now. Yeah. So uh, on Wednesday, this past Wednesday, they announced that uh, Square is now available in Canada. Their first uh, foray outside of the big bad US of A, and um, here we are. And it's exactly the same. Um, Two point seven five percent is the rate uh, iOS and Android uh, app available. And um, yeah, this is just great news. And and quite frankly, I, I was you know I was waiting for this. It came out. I went and I signed up. I'm I'm supposed to get my free thing in a week or so, so uh, I'm ready to go. Well, we, you know, a, a friend of mine uh, who I interviewed on Untether.tv, his name is uh, Dom Kabali, runs a company called End Product. He he uh, sent out a uh, you know a, a mysterious tweet um, while he was at a, an event a couple of weeks ago. Said, listen, uh, you know, Square. Uh, he's using his Square reader and he was using his PayPal reader, and uh, and so I reached out to him and he said that you know these were uh, test devices for um you know just for trials and and it ultimately uh, obviously was a uh, a precursor to them going live in canada so um we're, we're i think it's great one of the things that they talked about though in the article at least the articles that i read about is this whole uh, swipe versus uh, chip and pin which up in canada yeah. we are beyond the swipe we're now really um for the most part into chip and, and uh, pin for for debit and credit cards uh, and we um so, you know, this is an interesting play. They're going to have to do something uh, along that line. But um, apparently the regulations are so, so horrific in order to be able to get that, um, be able to do a uh, chip and pin where the, the machine has to be a unibody machine, one purpose, single purpose machine, and where this dongle, whatever dongle that they create will not be that because it is a connector to an yep. iPhone and the iPhone is a multi-purpose tool that uh, in Europe when they do this, all the other competing companies in Europe have to have a separate device that might connect by Bluetooth between that separate device that does the uh, chip and pin reader and uh, and the and the phone itself, so it's not as smooth as as beautiful and elegant as the square piece, uh, but I think that um, this is you know this is where they have to do uh, they have to be in, up here in Canada and in Europe if they want to compete, and uh, I'm interested they to do, see what they have they to do. do. And um, you know, and you know, it, I think it's. Uh it's it's good for Canada. I think it's uh, you know I think this will drive a lot of small business uh, transactions. Um, I, I, you know I think uh, for for me this is something we you know we're we've just been waiting for. And uh, despite the uh, prevalence of chip and pin in Canada, uh, which is huge, um, you know there's there's still an underserved market there that where chip and pin you know it's just not ready for it yet. Yeah, well, I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. Well, uh, whatever it is, yay, yay, we get to finally see what the, all the hoopla is about Square up here in Canada. We are not forgotten. 
And I love the fact that they say, you know, no, it's because it's an English country, but you forget that there's a huge population of French-speaking Quebecers in Canada, and especially in some of the biggest yeah. areas, the biggest markets like Montreal, like Ontario, like in Ottawa. Um, these are these are bilingual cities. So the further out west you get, the more uh, English it is, and the further east you get, the more French it is. So we are not we are not uh, swipe, nor are we just English. So whoever wrote that article at TechCrunch, do a little bit of research. <laughs> All right, so that's big news. Uh, big news here as well is that what is this like? Our third story is that McDonald's is like, are they are they the only uh, fast food retailer that understand how to do this stuff with location based marketing? Asif seems to be. Well, they're certainly one of the ones that's uh, that's that's really uh, embracing it, and, and and you know on a global scale, uh, as as we're about to hear here, um, you know on a number of different levels, they try a lot of things. Um, you know, I really give them credit for uh, you know working with their agencies and pushing the boundaries on on what can be done here. I won't obviously. I'm not going to go out and say they're the only one. I mean, <laughs> you know, we talked a little while ago, um, maybe a month ago, about Five Guys and yeah. their uh, partnership with Kraft um, and uh, you know the charity uh, Feeding America. So you know, stuff like that's cool. And, yeah, but um, they're not they're not but, partnering with. But Rovio. there's a whole different a whole different level altogether. Yeah. So so let's talk yeah. about it. Um, so the first piece that I want to bring up is they announced a partnership in China. This is McDonald's in China. Um, uh, and the partnership is between McDonald's and Angry Birds, uh, Rovio's Angry Birds. Okay, so not the first time that Angry Birds uh, and, and, or Rovio, the company behind it, has gone and done location-based partnerships with retail. Uh, you know, I talk about these guys all the time and, you know, they partner with Barnes & Noble uh, about two years ago in the U.S. and uh, great success around that. But what's interesting about this is is that this is uh, this is first of all it's the Chinese market, which is you know a, a very different market for McDonald's. Uh, number one, number two, um, you know there's a there's two aspects to this. There's the idea of going into the physical retail location, and when you're there, you can get new levels of the game that you can't get anywhere else. So it's about being in in the physical location that unlocks new value for the Angry Birds player, and two is um, that um, th there's there's another little uh, game going on within the game, so to speak, and that is is that all of the different McDonald's outlets throughout China are competing to be the one that you know based on voting um, that uh, gets to have a giant Angry Birds slingshot. In, in physical like reality being built outside of the McDonald's um, and and have you know this slingshot and the, and the bird being flown through the golden arches um, that are, that's actually outside this particular who, who gets to launch like, that? this is pretty cool who gets to launch that uh, and, and and they've been promoting this on TV they've got commercials with you know angry birds sitting up on the golden arches and all kinds of crazy stuff like this is pretty neat they should they should have a competition to see who gets to actually launch the bird through the golden arches I think that that uh, you know whatever you know that whoever you know the the thirty billionth person served is or whatever it is, but they they uh, this is, I mean McDonald's seems to be embracing this, which is which is pretty amazing. And we do we see a lot of this stuff in North America, or is this really 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 focused in the European market and the Asian market, and why? Yeah, um, you know, well certainly McDonald's, I would say McDonald's has been doing much more of this stuff in the European and Asian markets. I mean. Way, way, way back when, I think somewhere around episode, I don't know, like 20, I'll say, somewhere around there. We're so young. Um, uh, a long time ago, anyways. 
Um, you know, McDonald's in Sweden did a, a game on a, a giant digital screen in, in the public square in Stockholm, and uh, where you're using your phone as a controller to play a game of Pong uh, against another guy standing in, in the square, um, and the winner got you know a prize at the local McDonald's as in free food. So, so they've been doing this stuff for a while, um, and, and they totally get it. Um, so, so great stuff going on in China. Want to quickly shift uh, in the interest of time to. Uh, one of our viewers, one of the one of our uh, our listeners out there, uh, a guy named Mikkel If Hansen, uh, who is in uh, uh, Denmark, reached out to us this week and uh, just to say thanks, you know, uh, congrats on hitting a hundred episodes. So thank you first of all for that. Um, and I, I and I, I connected back with him after that, and I said, you know, thank you so much for doing that. Um, but you know, what I really want to know is is you know, what's going on in Denmark? Like, are there great projects? Are there great stories that we should be sharing on here? And he wrote back right away, and he actually said, McDonald's is doing great stuff here. Um, and he, he's with OMD, a big agency uh, uh, there. And, and OMD and DDB together uh, worked with McDonald's in Denmark and uh, are running a campaign called Coin Hunt uh, in, in Denmark. Um, and this uh, was originally launched in September of uh, 2011, and so it's continued on in, in, in successive campaigns. Uh, so they keep evolving it, making it a little bit better each time. But it's a scavenger hunt QR code uh, type of campaign with some unique QR codes with images uh, placed in them. And you basically have to find these images, scan them with a purpose-built app, uh, collect these coins. There's a million coins that have been hidden around the country of Denmark um, out there. And so you go around collect these coins, and they can be anywhere. They might be on a TV commercial, they might be on a printed menu in the restaurant, they might be on a transit shelter ad, and so it's completely multimedia as well. 160 outdoor posters, um, you know, a number of different things going on here. Um, and so you collect these coins, and so the example is collect 10 coins, and you, you go in, show your app that you got the 10 coins, and you get a free cheeseburger. Um, so it's kind of interesting. I, I, I do like it. I like that it's completely multimedia. Um, and again, you know, McDonald's, Denmark. There it is. You know, I, I'm always floored by uh, by this. It's so simple. Uh, they they have the reach, and I love the fact that I mean that Denmark um, uh, campaign reached three and a half percent of the population. I mean, it skyrocketed yeah. through this. I mean, it was, you know, I, this kind of innovation. It it just does. It shows you that it doesn't have to be complex. It doesn't have to be. Um, worldwide if you're a large organization you can pinpoint uh, and target the area that you want it to be at and then you can actually let your franchisees as McDonald's has uh, in the countries that they understand because each market is different do the things that they need to do to drive business for their for the for the restaurants it's I like that but McDonald's like we just we just spent 12 minutes talking about location-based marketing at McDonald's come on hey what what is that Send me a Big Mac. <laughs> no, don't. No, no, I'm not interested in that. No, 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 no. No. So that's cool. Right. So the first one was Rovio, and the second one was this uh, treasure hunt, China and Denmark. Wow, wow. You know, and and it, you know what's here in North America. You know, McDonald's has been for the last little while running their monopoly campaign, right? Uh, year after year, we get monopoly in 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 Canada and the U.S. Anyways, McDonald's monopoly. And it's cool, and I think a lot of people do it. I don't I have no idea what the numbers are. I'm just talking off the top of my head now. 
But there's got to be a way to add mobile and location elements to that thing um, beyond what it what they do right now. Um, you know, I, I think I, I think it's it's ready for a uh, a serious upgrade. <laughs> yes, like letting me win every once in a while. Jesus. Yeah. Well, McDonald's, uh, you know, China and uh, McDonald's actually doing a lot of a uh, lot of location based work. I love it. I love it. These big brands, right. these big brands are waking up. So speaking of big brands, here here's a company that you may have heard of that had probably a record quarter that they certainly weren't happy with, but they had a record quarter anyways. Uh, it's a company called Apple. Uh, when did they launch uh, the Find My Friends app? It wasn't. It, it, it's been like maybe about a year or so, right? About a year, okay. yeah, about a year. And uh, yeah, so is this an interesting uh, addition? Uh, addition, uh, I like it. <laughs> Stealth addition to the app. Um, you know, I mean, not a big story here, but but an interesting characteristic, I'll call it, of the of the apps. So, you know, one of the challenges with these apps is is that uh, you, you know when you're doing location based, uh, you know, trying to trying to find the friends near you, or you know, for family and and uh, you know, trying to track your teenagers or you know whatever purpose you're using one of these apps for. Um, you know, it, it's. One of the big challenges is you got to have the, everybody's got to have an iPhone. Everybody's got to have you know um, you know be connected and have the thing turned on or you know be close to a network. And there's a bunch of issues all the time. And so um, they've added this little feature now where you can send location-based email alerts um, uh, to to basically uh, you know find the people that you need. So effectively what's happening here is is if your friends or your family aren't on iCloud or aren't on an iOS device is really what we're going after here okay um, we're extending the functionality such that you know now we can reach those folks using location-based email notifications so what's the what's the purpose of this like what's it like um so you can like I have to set it up, right? So that I, basically, what I want to be able to do is I want to be able to let people know when I leave a location. Is that how it works? Yes, exactly. So, so th this is this this is close close network circles of friends yeah. and family, it's right? So everybody. this is you know people that you want to know where you are right now, and 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 people that that you want them to share their location with you, and people that you'd like to let them know where you are at any given time. Um, and up until now, the app has been limited to people that uh, are in your network but all, all have to be on an iOS platform okay uh, in order to do that and so the idea here is, is is simply you know we can open this up now to anybody uh, that you'd like to include in your network uh, via location-based email notification find my friends now sends email which makes it easier you can be lazy and find your friends all right our fifth story interesting story here a company called Boxed code, B-O-X-T-C-O-D-E. Now, uh, we talked about this briefly before we went live. It's one of those things where I went through it. I thought, oh, why why in God's name would anybody do this? And then I thought, oh, yeah. I saw the video. I said, yeah, this, this might make sense. And then at the end of it, I thought, again, I'm back to the whole why in God's name would anybody do this? But why don't you explain what boxed code is out of Australia? And then maybe we can have that eternal debate on whether or not this is of any value. Yeah, so bo boxed code is a is a four-digit code um, that is is published on various types of media. It could be in television, it could be on a print ad, could be on a bus, uh, it could be anywhere. Quite frankly, and um, it's intended to be an alternative to QR codes. 
the 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 argument that they're making here with box code is is that um, any brand can can set one of these up. You can come up with them in 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 ten seconds, print them on a, on anything you want, um, and take them to any destination that you want. You know when somebody enters this code, it's app driven. Uh, so you have to you have to download the box code app uh, and enter these codes into the app. Um, but the difference here, or what, the angle that they're going after, is that Q, while QR is okay, and, and by the way, the box code app can also scan QR. I uh, should bring uh, make that point. But you know, while while QR is okay, um, it, it's challenging in the sense that in in media that's uh, that's that's in, in in movement, like if it's a print ad on a bus or if it's uh, on a digital screen or on a television commercial or what have you, um, you know, you may not have time to pull out your phone and scan, scan a QR code because it's gone by the time you do that. And so whereas a box code, a four-digit code, you can see that, you can remember it, you can enter it really fast uh, in, into here. And then it takes you to wherever, you know, the destination the brand wants you to go to from that perspective. Uh, an interesting concept. Um, you know, I think it actually has some merit. They seem to be getting some pretty good traction already um, with this. Um, so, yeah, for, for me, this is, uh, you know, it, it could work. Yeah, I think it could work, and you know, I don't, I don't have a doubt that it could work. But what about what about traditional, uh, you know, texting and and, uh, and short codes and those things that don't require me to build download an app? And that's what, you know, I'm, it's about simplicity. If you want your customers to download an app, remember we've talked about this throughout. I think the the first hundred episodes around brands yep. not really interested in sharing their brands anymore. You know what I mean? Like, oh, they want to own that. And and I think that here's another one: is that if I'm promoting boxed code. To download that app, is it is it me promoting that app for you? To, is that the only place that you can get deals? Is that is that the only way that you can interact with my brand? And if so, I'd rather do something with text messaging or short codes or Zoom or something like that, yeah. that that makes it easy. Yeah, and I think you you know I'm a big fan of SMS. Yeah. You know, I think it's huge. I think there's a lot of merit there. I think there's a difference though between what Boxcode is offering and what SMS can offer uh, to these brands. So. You know, SMS is great, it, it, um, and obviously, you know, you can do uh, you know geofencing of SMS. But there's a cost that comes with SMS in terms of you know premium codes, short codes, uh, you know, cost per message transacted, all that kind of stuff. That cost isn't really here in in the box code scenario, right? You don't have the same you know per message codes. You don't have the same premium um, you know short code acquisition costs. You don't have that kind of stuff. And the other thing is, box code is uh, a brand like you know one of the examples I saw that they uh, had they've done some work with Volvo. So a brand can basically uh, acquire a single four-digit box code, place that in various media uh, around you know all of Australia anywhere, um, and and somebody in Melbourne might enter that box code and be taken to a different destination than somebody who enters the same box code in Sydney or Perth or anywhere else. So. Um, it, it, the the uh, you know the destination is triggered based on on geo targeting as well. Yeah, and I think that that's um, uh, you, you know there's it's like a mix of everything, right? And and they seem to be well dispersed throughout Australia, and maybe that's what their play is here. I just um, uh, you know I think that this is a short this is an interim step. What they're doing here is that is the gap filler, and and who knows like you'll see in some of the acquisition talk that you know in the uh, in our acquisition and and funding section that a lot of this could be gap filler. I think that's where we're in right now, right? 2011, 2012, and 2013 yeah. are gap are filling the gap 
till we really start to take this seriously. But for me, box code, uh, you know, it's not something that I think I can recommend, um, but you seem to be optimistic about it. So please, if you're interested in, go to boxedcode.com, B-O-X-T-C-O-D-E.com. And if you are from Boxed Code, you know, I'll stay up late. We can we can get you on the show. You can come and tell me I'm wrong. Absolutely, yeah. Please. Yeah, you know, and, and there's a lot of great companies in Australia too. And uh, you know, uh, you know, we, we uh, one of the things that we have been talking about uh, with the LBMA is you know as we're moving into Singapore and starting to get that entry into the Asian market. You know, Australia is not that far away from there, and uh, you know, we're uh, it won't be long uh, before uh, there's LBMA in Australia. Nice. So. Uh, now, we're we're always looking for these kinds of innovative companies, and um, we'll see we'll see what's next. I think so, it's great. Anyhow, that's our uh, that's our our stories for. for Those this. are the five Lava Hound Square coming to Canada. I, I, if I would I would <laughs> I should have videotaped my uh, my son singing O Canada in French today. It would have been the perfect outro for this episode. But they're coming to Canada, Rovio um, and McDonald's and McDonald's everywhere doing everything um, with uh, with location based marketing. Find my friends now allows you to email yourself just to remind you that you've left or email others actually and the launch of box code in australia if your story's not up there why not god why not reach out on tethergmail.com or seif at the lbma.com we'll get your show we'll get your piece of news up there sandwiched in there between there have a good example of that next week i got a great lineup for uh, some local canadian news as well that i'll fill a seif in on a little later so those are the top five stories now before we get to ed and your uh, interview, I had a great email this week, and I wanted to bring it up. Do you mind if I do that, Asif? Yeah, please do. All right. Uh, let me see if I remember how to do this. Here we go. So this is an email from uh, Mayar uh, Atashi. My apologies, Mayar, if I didn't get that right. But uh, this was uh, a message that came in uh, earlier this week. It says, hey, Rob, I just uh, watched the 100th episode of pot, uh, you know, of This Week in Location-Based Marketing. It's the first time that I watched the podcast, and I truly enjoyed it. It's interesting that I first heard about the LBMA while I was while I was watching an interview of Asif. Way to go, Asif! Uh, in one of the HSMA interviews on YouTube, I love the news that you guys give about cutting edge innovation, and I shared it with my friends. Keep your good job. Keep up the good job. We truly appreciate it. Yours, Mayar. Mayar, buddy. We completely appreciate it. Thank you so much for sending that email. We absolutely do. So thanks so much for uh, for the encouragement. We uh, we love getting that kind of stuff. Boy, do we ever. We're getting more and more and more of it, and we can never get too much. Trust me. We can never get My mother never complimented me when I was young, so please, please bring it. What about you, Asif? Should we just turn this into about us? <laughs> no. No, I, I, think we better, I think we better go on because we still have a lot to cover, and uh, we, we got to respect people's time. We have Ed. We have uh, Ed Kashmarik. Uh, Director of Innovation and Emerging Technology at Mondelez as our guest. Why don't you throw us, throw us to Ed? What was uh, you know? This is a, an interesting play because they they used to be Kraft and now they're this company that Kraft rolls off the tongue. Mondelez maybe not so much. Mondelez International. Um, so so just to set this up, um, you know, uh, Ed Kazmarek, Director uh, of Innovation and Emerging Technology at Mondelez, and um, and, and you know he's going to talk a little bit about that on this video, um, but the the key here is is that uh, and, and why I wanted to bring this to you on this episode is Mondelez has uh, launched a program called Mobile Futures, okay, and uh, it's called Mobile Futures: The Future in 90 Days. And effectively, what they've done is is they said, look, 
We are running a incubation uh, program, a 90-day incubator program. We're looking for cool, crazy startups out there. Um, they've assembled a phenomenal network of venture capitalists and uh, and association partners like ourselves and the Mobile Marketing Association. But you know, AT&T, AdWorks, Intel Capital, First Ground Capital, Blue Ground Ventures, Kick Labs, Prehype—all these guys are involved. Sandbox Industries, um, um, and effectively, uh, there's a, a deadline quickly approaching on this. Uh, so I wanted to get to this to people as soon as possible. If you're watching this show, you've got a great startup, um, mobilefutures.com, or, or contact me at the LBMA, and I can help you figure out whether or not you qualify uh, for this. Um, and uh, it's just a great way to, to, to get out there and maybe get some funding and get Kraft or Mondelez as a, as a pilot. There you go. So here, here it is. Here's Ed. Ed Ke well, it's that time again where we get to bring a special guest on the show, and this week it's Ed Kazmarek, who's Director of Innovation and Emerging Technologies for Mondelez International. Ed, welcome to This Week in Location-Based Marketing. Thank you very, very much. Glad to be here. Yeah, so maybe just to kick things off, you know, Mondelez International, that's not a name that uh, many people are all that familiar with yet. Who are you guys? No, indeed. Mondelez International just recently emerged from what was Kraft Foods and we are now the global snacks powerhouse with business in over 80 countries with 36 billion in revenue with some of the most beloved brands in the world such as Oreo, Wheat Thins, Triscuit, Ritz, Chips Ahoy, Cadbury, Melka, Cote d'Or to name a few. Just a few little brands there, right? <laughs> um, so, all right, you know, maybe just keep things light for a second. Do you, do you, you know, rip apart the Oreos and eat the inside first? Come on. <laughs> you know what? I'm. I eat the whole. I eat the whole. I. I sometimes twist, lick, and dunk just for the fun of it. But right. I, I'm, de I'm definitely, I love both parts equally. <laughs> okay, so one of the things that, uh, the reason I wanted to get you on the show this week, uh, and it's, it's very timely, is you guys have just announced uh, a program called Mobile Futures. Can you tell, tell us a little bit about what that program is and maybe, you know, why are you doing it in the first place? Sure, well, you know, I think first and foremost, you know, we've been experimenting and, and doing a lot of pilots with mobile over the last, Three years, and we, you know, we really believe the power of mobile to be a very strategic consumer touchpoint to connect and engage with the consumer closer to the point of purchase, and to really, you know, solidify and develop a relationship with the consumer and drive loyalty. Okay. And so, and so, this program is is really a way to sort of uh, help you find more innovation out in the marketplace, identify new technologies, you know, what are the, what are sort of the, the, the objectives that you're going after here? Sure, you know what, you know, really with, with mobile futures, we believe that it starts and ends with mobile startups because that is really where, you know, all the innovation is occurring or with the entrepreneurs running these mobile startup companies. And, you know, what we hope to do is to, you know, through startups submitting into the process, you know, we hope to align the right startups with our different brands participating. And ultimately, what we want to do is 
work and develop and get pi brand pilots in market within 90 days. And you know, we're we're focusing on three different areas, all which you know definitely you know align with the location-based marketing association solo mo because we we really feel that there's an opportunity you know to drive impulse purchases you know by connecting the brand you know with yep. solo mo also social tv with the connected experiences and really mobile at retail the whole path to purchase you know of which location plays a very large part and then the second phase of mobile futures we're actually going, you know, to, to spur entrepreneurship within the organization and look for to develop new ventures that are born out of Mondelez International that answer pr problems and bigger business challenges that aren't being currently answered in the market. Okay, no, fair enough. And I mean, I think that's, you know, that's a fantastic way for, you know, a, a brand powerhouse like yourselves to, uh, to kind of go about, you know, for, for me anyways, identifying, you know, great technologies. We saw, you know, the last couple of years, Pepsi has been doing a lot of that kind of stuff with their Pepsi 10 program and others. And, and I, I think these are, these are the kinds of things that, uh, you know, brands need to be doing to say, sort of stay innovative. So just to reiterate what you said, mobile at retail, social TV, and solo mo are kind of the key categories that you're going after. Um, you know, maybe just to share a little bit with, uh, with those who might be listening and might be thinking, hey, this is something that, that I could participate in. You have to be uh, less than four years old uh, to qualify. Um, you have to uh, have a working technology in the marketplace already. And you uh, either have to have received outside funding uh, of a million dollars or been already accepted to an incubator program. Uh, correct. Is that correct? Yes, and of course, you know, play in one of those three mobile focus areas yes. which we just detailed. Very, very good. And, and there's some fantastic partners that you've uh, put together around this. I mean, obviously, we're happy to be a part of it, but there's some great venture capital organizations and incubators and uh, other associations that are uh, that are playing in this. So I think it's. Uh, you know, for anyone who gets involved, it looks like you, uh, you know, there's a lot of resources and a lot of help uh, behind it uh, to kind of yeah. pull it all together. You know, and what, what we really want to do is we want this to be a big win for the mobile startups that are participating as well, because ultimately, each of the brand pilots that we put into market within 90 days, we're going to be paying the mobile startups for. And, you know, it's a great opportunity for them to scale quickly, get a live case study in what we're also doing, you know, to help increase their business is we're also going to be sharing our consumer insights, you know, with them, which we help, hope will help grow their business as well. And then, you know, as you said, with the partner network, you know, we're willing to make introductions, you know, into some of those partners such as Viacom, AT&T, you know, a lot of the accelerators. And as you said, we have a lot of VCs and seed funders, you know, included in that partner network, you know, as well as LBMA. Awesome. So uh, maybe just to close things out, the, for those who are interested in uh, getting involved in Mobile Futures, the startups that are, that are potentially listening uh, this morning uh, to this or, or in the evening or wherever you are right now uh, in the world, in fact, um, this, is, this is a U.S. Uh, program at the moment uh, uh, only, correct? Correct. It, it is a U.S.-focused program, and you know, we hope eventually that it will move to other countries. And you know, if you 
want, if you're interested in submitting or you want to get more information, you can go to mobilefutures.com and the submission process is opened through November the 9th. There you go. You heard it here on This Week in Location-Based Marketing from the man himself, Ed Kaczmarek, Director of Innovation and Emerging Technologies for Mondelez International. Ed, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing with, uh, with our audience today. Thank you very, very much. So there, there you have it, uh, Ed Kaczmarek. Uh, thanks uh, to Ed again for, for doing that. And again, if you're listening and you're a startup, um, I encourage you to uh, go to mobilefutures.com and apply uh, for that program. It's a phenomenal program. And, or if you have questions, feel free to ask me or uh, re you know, reach out to, uh, to anybody associated with that program, and, and I'm sure they'll, they'll get back to you right away. So there you yes, go. Yes, thank you, Ed, for doing this, for coming on, for sharing some time some insight and go to mobilefutures.com and of course mandalezinternational.com. You've seen both of their websites up here. Really appreciate you taking the time, Ed. Thank you. It's quality guests. Like they're getting like the bar is set now. Isn't it? It's crazy. Yeah, we we've had some really really good guests lately. So and uh yeah, there there's quite a few more uh, lined up uh, over the next little while. You know, we're, you know, it, it, after 100 episodes, Robbie, you know, we we got to kick it up uh you know, a few notches, right? That's right. So we, there you go. We have go. to bring some people in. All right. Well, speaking of people, speaking of some dollars, let's let's uh, let's talk about the people that are getting rich, shall we? Why not? Yeah. Funding. It's not us. So let's no talk about other people. Way. Funding and M and A activity. Three stories. One funding, two acquisitions. We're going to start off with the funding because it's easy. It's a company that we've actually covered quite a bit on uh, This Week in Location-Based Marketing. I actually sat down with one of the founders, Ariel Seedman, on Untether.tv. The company is called Gigwalk. They raised a cool six mil. Talk about that. Good, bad. Well, you, you know, I, I, also, I think it's good. Um, you know, there's uh, it's becoming a crowded space. I mean, this whole idea of sort of mobile workforces and uh, you know uh, location-based job markets. Um, you know, we, we got Gigwalk, we got Zarly, we got TaskRabbit, we got you know. There's a lot of players all all getting money. Um, you know, it's it's a hot market. You have a, a U.S. economy in particular that is still struggling. So anything you can do to uh, you know create jobs for the uh, unemployed, underemployed, uh, wish to be employed, whatever you want to call them, um, you know, the, the, you know, I, I think these are good things. So uh, you know, six million bucks, uh, it's going to help them uh, expand a little bit. Uh, I think they're they're looking uh, from one conversation I saw to go uh, international as well. I think we'll see if that happens. Uh, Ariel uh, is no longer there. Uh, he's moved on to some other projects. I'm not, not sure what those other projects are. Uh, and Bob uh, Bairamipour, uh, is, uh, who was VP uh, BizDev, is taking over uh, uh, now. CEO. So, yeah. the CEO. Well, this is a, uh, I, I love these companies that can move economies, and that's what these guys can do. It's a uh, $6 million. So I just think, you know, take the $6 million and go and, go and give $100,000 to 60 60 families hey, that would that would do well too wouldn't it yeah yeah <laughs> i know yeah i know it's a whole thing about uh you know there might be some tax implications yeah, to that i don't know something about fishing Depend, depends if it's if romney's plan or obama's plan <laughs> we don't know yet <laughs> it's right nobody really has a plan though so well yeah it's like something about fishing lead them to fish or teach them to fish or something i don't know anyway so gigwalk yeah, anyway. raises six, right, six million dollars gigwalk six million and, and by the way that's coming from august capital yeah 
Yeah, that's good. I I, uh, I I like these guys. I know that they've they've had um, you know done two hundred thousand gigs, hundred eighty thousand people have participated in this, and they've just moved up into Canada. What's with this? Canada is finally getting these services, right? Which is great. I'll do a call out to uh, Greg Grunberg at Yowza. Hey, Greg, get Yowza up here into Canada. We'll cover you. How's that? Steal it. All right, second story. Uh, hey, talk about like uh, can't beat them, buy them, right? That's what uh, Yelp did to Kype. That's in, indeed what they did. Uh, $50 million uh, is the size of this deal. Uh, Kype is uh, one of the powerhouses as far as uh, you know, review sites um, in, in, uh, in the European market. Um, they, uh, it's a public company uh, from what I can tell. Uh, $18.6 million uh, 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 in euros. Uh, 970,000 shares out there. Uh, Class A common stock. And uh, yeah, this is pretty cool. So Kype's based in Germany, and um, they operate in about 19 uh, uh, countries uh, as well now with this combination with Yelp. So, so this is good for Yelp. I mean, Yelp has to do something. Uh, I think they're struggling in, in the U.S. market. Lots of competition coming from Foursquare and others. And, uh, you know, it's about as good as time as, as any to kind of broaden that base and, and go international and, and, and why build when you can buy? Yeah, well, if the opportunity is there to buy a company that's established and entrenched, we've talked about this, you know, maybe not a niche like Europe, but uh, it seems like these guys were always a step ahead of Yelp. So uh, instead of Yelp just scrambling, right, like it's that whole rim mentality. Okay, we'll just, we'll just call our way to where Apple is today. And then by the time they get there, it's like Apple's a year ahead, right? So... Why not yeah. just buy the company and, and get it over with? And they did. And this is a formidable uh, acquisition. And I think the acquisition price was actually a good price at $50 million because the, um, Kype had received, what, $22, $23 million. So this is a 2x return from their investors. The uh, owners, uh, the founders had taken some money out of that first round. So, uh, you know, I think that they got the price. I got the price that they that they just couldn't say no to. It would have cost them a lot more to do this. So uh, there's a there's a point of no return. So, yeah. You know, it's about right too. I mean, it's a, a sizable company in comparison. Oh, yeah. I, mean, um, I was looking here in the numbers. Yelp has uh, about three, uh, thirty million reviews on the site, seventy-eight million unique monthly visitors, uh, and they were talking about uh, Kype uh, having fifteen million uh, monthly unique visitors. So, you know, pr pretty uh, pretty good addition there. Uh, you know, in terms of uh, of base and, and overall uh, people visiting the collective. Yeah, no kidding. Well, good. That's how you do it. Build a company like Kype, get bought by Yelp. Our last story, another acquisition, uh, Yahoo, uh, and certainly Marissa Meyer making her, uh, you know, coming back uh, off of uh, parental leave, uh, just had a child, uh, took a couple of weeks off, and then right back at it, first thing she does, st stands up in front of, um, you know, does her uh, quarterly uh, earnings call and says, look, mobile is where we got to go. We are a disjointed brand in mobile, 73 different applications. That is our future. What does she do the first day, the day after that? Oh, well, she announces the acquisition of a company called Stamped. Yeah, um, you know, I'm a bit unsure on this one, to be honest. It's, uh, you know, I, I like Stamped. I think Stamped is, is, is a good company um, and, and was doing some interesting things. Um, what, what I'm concerned about here is, is they said, you know, right in this announcement that uh, the Stamped app will be discontinued. Um, and so... You know what? What are they really buying here? Is this another talent acquisition, uh, as we saw with Facebook buying Goala? Uh, is it is it one of those kinds of things? You know, for me, it seems like it's uh, it's really just uh, one you know one friend supporting a bunch of buddies. Um, 
And, and quite frankly, you know that that's how I see this because um, you know they all. You know, Marissa was at Google uh, for the longest time. Uh, the guys who run Stamped uh, were buddies of hers, also uh, at Google at one point in time. Um, you know they had raised three million bucks, Stamped that is, um, from Bain and Google Ventures previously. Yeah, and and so, like I mean, Ryan Seacrest. This is an all in the family yeah. uh, kind of play. Uh, you know, just uh, Marissa. You know, saying hey, hey boys. Uh, you know, I miss you. I want you back on my team. Um, you know, you know, here's some money. Uh, come on in. Well, they also got a, a you know investment. I think from Ryan Seacrest and, and Ellen DeGeneres, and uh, yeah, for three million dollars. This is a like a, a ten a ten million plus acquisition. Aqua Hire. Uh, they immediately went out there and said, "Listen, we're discontinuing this application. Here's all your data. Go and take it down. We are setting up officially the Yahoo mobile office, and we're going to come up with a Yahoo strategy." And uh, and you know, while well, I think like the guy Robbie, who uh, Robbie Stein, who uh, started the company, like good man, good for you. Take the money, put it in your pocket. I'm glad you got some stability, uh, but fuck off. Like, um, and, and I mean that with all sincerity, I'm so tired of these companies taking users and having the users input their data, having the users commit to this, turning it into yeah. sex, success, trying to create some value in these networks. And then what do they do? They take the first goddamn offer. They're not committed to growing the business and they hollow out those businesses. And what do they do? They go and take a job with Google. That's bullshit. Uh, you know what? And I think that this is going to hurt the industry more than anything else is these greedy little pricks who just want the money, who don't want to build the business. So Robbie Stein, take your 10 mil and fuck off. Silence. There you go. I got nothing else to <laughs> add to that. It pisses me off, man. We've seen it so many times. These companies like uh, Milk, like Gowalla, where you've committed to this platform. And what do you do at the end? You get a whole bunch of data that's useless to you, right? You People have put their heart you know, and soul. Without question. I mean, you know, we, we've seen this time and time again, you know, when these types of acquisitions happen, the user community that built that that company, built that uh, that base, you know, goes up in arms because, like, what you know, what happens to my data? I don't want Yahoo having that nope. data. I don't want Facebook having that data. Nope. I don't want you know. Um, so, so we'll we'll see what happens here, but I'm sure there's going to be uh, you know some some pushback from the from the user base. I hope so. I hope like raise your arms, raise your arms against these guys who just want to pillage. It's a gold rush, man, and uh, I can't wait for this whole thing to just die and then the real companies emerge all right it's not going to be yahoo all right so those are the three things funding gigwalk closes six million dollars innovative company yelp buying kype kype innovative company found a market found a niche um and then held out and actually out innovated yelp in europe and then stamped and that's all they get if your news was not in there if your funding was not in there if you actually decided to take the money and run hey if you you want to be slammed on this show, come on. It's all in jest. What? It's all fun. I'm just a little jealous that that guy closed $10 million plus. But reach out on tethergmail.com or see at the lbma.com and we will put your story in there instead of stamped. How's that? Come on. Come on. All right, one last thing. I'm a little crotchety. I'm not feeling very well today. That's the challenge here. So, uh, you know, my apologies for, for swearing so much. But uh, you just got me, you know, ugh. But this, let's talk about this. Our resource of the week, Asif. This is a pretty damn cool resource of the week. You pulled this one out of left field, right? <laughs> well, you know, I, want, I wanted to change it up a little bit, right? You know, we, we always have, you know, these these uh, reports that come out that talk about, you know, ad, uh, uh, you know, ad rates and, yep. and mobile, uh, you know, projections and this, that, and the other thing. And I said, you know what? 
I came across this article, um, and it's in uh, Neuroscience uh, Magazine, okay, of all places. Okay, not, and, I, and I'll be the first guy to say, I don't read Neuroscience Magazine every, every week or every month. Or ever. Um, but, but, but I did read this article, and, uh, and this is really interesting. So the article uh, says, scientists decode how the brain senses direction and location. Um, and it goes through a bunch of things. The scientists at Dartmouth uh, College uh, did some some testing uh, on the brain, and they've they have identified the cells that kind of figure out how 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 we work as people, uh, and how we figure out direction and, and, and location where we are. So there's uh, they've identified some cells in there uh, that they call place cells, and these cells work to establish location relative to landmarks. Uh, or cues in our environment, and then uh, the place cells are found um, in the hippocampus region. So, you know, I don't want to get too technical here. Um, I do have a already lost me. Who, by the way, is uh, <laughs> is uh, you know genetic uh, engineering uh, professor at, uh, at University of Toronto. So I do know a little bit about this stuff. But um, anyhow, she, uh, she 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 told me that I got to know about the hippocampus and the and the and the uh, and the thalamus as well. But anyways. I'll, I'll get off that stuff. Bottom line is, is if you're out there building stuff, if you're building apps and you're building Google goggles and you're building all this kind of crazy stuff, okay, so just take a minute, read this thing, and and kind of think about how our brains work, because these people know how our brains work, and it, it might factor into you know how you're building your apps and how you're building your uh, augmented reality 3D glasses and all that kind of stuff. There's some pretty smart people out there. Well, uh, yeah, no doubt. The brain is fascinating and, and uh, you know, you're not just attacking one need, you're actually attacking a, a couple here. And uh, if you don't understand how they interact with each other, yeah, maybe you'll, uh, yeah, you, you, you might not succeed. So understand this. It's, it's called uh, Scientists Decode How the Brain Senses Direction and Location. Just do a search for that or just fo follow the link here on untether.tv in the show notes or wherever you got this podcast. All right. I've calmed down, but that's the end of the show. So it's perfect timing to calm down, Asif. What a show, man. Yeah, show. there you go. Episode number 101 in the books. Now, um, you're heading off on Friday. We will, we will definitely record number 102. Um, I want to say a, a huge, huge hello to Street Fight Mag for uh, uh, great, great, great syndication partners for This Week in Location-Based Marketing. And, of course, our brand new... Um, syndication partner gps business news thank you guys thank you guys thank you guys and if you are there as if you are here as a result of them we really appreciate our new audience thank you so much and we'd love some feedback from you as well um and is there anything else i'm missing anything uh no i i, I think we hit all the uh, all the key points um you know there's plenty plenty of uh, new stuff coming down pipe as rob alluded to so stay tuned. Uh, the next 100 episodes are going to be even better than the first. <laughs> they certainly are. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week for episode number 102, probably from Singapore, which is going to be very cool. Yes. We'll get a good perspective from Asif and what he's doing out there. And then the one after that will probably be from London. This is such an international soul. It's killing me. It's killing me. But until then, thank you guys for watching wherever you are, whatever you are doing. We really appreciate it. We appreciate that you hang with us, that you've actually made it this far into the show. We'll see you next time for episode number 102. Safe, safe travels, man. Land safely in Singapore. Cheers. Cheers everybody. Thanks.